Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Question for you. At your school sports days, could you just pick a colour on the day? Definitely not. We were assigned houses. You had houses all year, didn't you? Yeah. That's, so that's like... how it's set up. Yes. You can't just put on a different bib, <laughs> go for a run for the blue house. It's true. It's weird. But you know what? Maybe the UK is different to us. Maybe. Maybe they do crazy things like that. Hello there. Welcome to I Only Like You in Movies. My name is Lonnie. I'm here with Sine. How are you doing, Sine? Hi. Good, thank you. Heartstopper has taken the world by storm. It's a Netflix series based off... A series of graphic novels. It's a coming of age romantic comedy, Netflix tells me. <laughs> but there's a twist, Sine. Mm-hmm. It's not boys and girls who love each other in this show. What? What? In the year 2022, anything goes. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I really liked it. What do you think? I thought it was good. I, we, need, we need to say that you were joking there. Yeah, no, I wasn't joking. I love it. No, no, in terms of, like, <laughs> woke 2022 yeah, stuff. Yeah, absolutely. No, it's it's great. It's actually, it's quite refreshing to see a, a series that isn't just, um, well, it has that twist, but it's so welcome. And um, just the representation is not the be on all end all, but it is really great to see as well. Mm. What is the series about today? We follow Charlie, who's in high school. He's gay, and he meets Nick Nelson, who is a popular Year 11 rugby player at the school. And Nick Nelson, we think, is straight. And it's sort of about him questioning his sexuality and the relationship and romance that developed between Charlie and Nick. Yes, and it's every new relationship, especially when you're young, has difficulties. But they have to navigate even more complex relationship, um, given that they're at a private boys' school. Um, in the UK, and the fact that that um, Charlie is out, but Nick is still um, questioning, exploring his sexuality. Um, it's not the it's not a, a an easy run for the boys, um, and and the show doesn't shy away from some of the difficulties um, that they, these characters face. It it does it in a in a really great supportive way. Um, it's probably aimed a little bit younger. Than I thought it might have been going in. Mm. Um, so these characters, like they're in year 10, 11, so they're like, what, 15, 16. I think the target audience for this show is probably, you know, closer to 10, 11, 12. Because, um, you know, the, the most exciting thing that happened on screen is kissing. And some of the story elements are a bit didactic. It's a bit like what you'd see, what, what the teachers want to show you in, in school. And it, it kind of very much signposts some of the the elements and the struggles they go through. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. And I, I think this this show would be a revelation uh, to to younger people who who 
you know, this is new. This just hasn't really done before. And it also, it doesn't shy away, but also it um, doesn't just uh, ruminate solely on the negative aspects that you could face going into a new um, gay relationship. It, it's not like, you know, sometimes it's all about um, like torture porn or like emotional, um, like we want to just focus on all the negative aspects and you can, it can, this is also, also focus on the joy that these, these boys face, which I think is great. It's directed by Euros Lin, who is from the UK. Did a lot of uh, Doctor Who back in the day. Also did some Daredevil on mm. um, Netflix, which mm-hmm. is crazy. Um, I think I think it was very well directed. It it celebrates its graphic novel roots with on screen with some of the graphics. What do you think of that? I really liked that the collage of clips and the animation mm. of the leaves and stuff. I thought it was really sweet. I think sets it apart. And yeah, yeah. I think that was cool. Great performances from the young cast. All throughout, I would have thought. Mm-hmm. Um, Joe Locke is Charlie Spring. Um, very sweet, isn't he? A bit too sweet, almost. You just want to wrap him up in yeah. cotton wool sometimes. He needs a haircut, though. Does he? Yes. I think, well, actually, I think most people in the show need a haircut. <laughs> I think the show doesn't work without a strong lead in Charlie. You can um, toe that line between, you know, he's obviously quite fragile because of some of the experiences he's had and they, they talk often about his the year before this show is set he had a terrible year being bullied um, but at that same time he has a lot of strength and he stands up for himself at various points against mm-hmm. um, the other people he comes across so I, I think that was terrific and you can't help but fall in love with him and his journey right? Yeah for sure What do you think of Kit Connor as Nick Nelson? Great name by the way Nick Nelson. Great name. Classic, isn't it? (laughs) He was really good. He was really strong and bought the struggle that he was sort of faced with and trying to figure out who he is. Very charismatic on screen. Mm. Thought he was really sweet. Yeah, the camera loved him, didn't it? Mm. Did you enjoy when he Googled what is bisexuality? Am I gay? Am I gay was my favourite Google that he did. Just classic, classic stuff there. But, I mean, that's not something I went through, but I imagine that is a realistic um, journey that you'd go through Yeah, well, he was quite isolated and didn't really have anyone to talk to. He had the best mum in the world but wasn't quite ready to Mm. let her in on the journey and it's not like his friends were very supportive or anything, so it makes sense that he turned to the internet, as one does. No, I think that's like the very famous scene now is of his mum accepting him and played by Olivia Coleman. Terrific scene at the end of the show. Um, but before that, you know, not in any negative way, she just assumes he's interested in girls because that's how society is built and he's also had girls around him as he's growing up. Mm-hmm. So there's, there's times where she just is assuming that and is, you know, going on a date sort of thing where... Um, and then he'd have no idea how she'd react even if if he does come out to her and it's a big step to take that towards the end but obviously she um hits it out of the park and is terrific mum scene isn't it terrific mum scene i think olivia coleman might be the best actor to ever exist and i know that that's a huge claim but she doesn't act she just is 
and she's so reactive and responsive when she doesn't have any lines. I love her so much. You like making big claims on the show, Sanae. Listen. Did gonna... you say that Barry is the best television show ever made? I did. Yeah. And then you realised that Fleabag also exists? I, yeah, I realised that Fleabag exists. <laughs> but no, it feels it feels right saying that she is because I just, I don't know. Maybe I'm going what? big or going home, you know, laying yeah, down the gauntlet, okay. picking some well, hills so- to die on. Speaking of, you're, you're well known for your uh, haircut opinions and your wig opinions. Uh-huh. What do you think of Tao's hair? The flick. Too flicky. Too flicky, right? Too flicky. Also, pulling out the flicks when you've got a beanie on so that you've got two flicks that are matching. No yep. good. No good. No good. Not on. Um, so he plays uh, Charlie's protective best friend, Wikipedia says. A bit much. In some ways, I reckon. Yeah. I wasn't a fan of him overall. No. I think the actor wasn't given great material to work with and so mm. just sort of came across as whiny and annoying and unsupportive. And I think part of that is a choice, but it got a bit much, I think. We, yeah, we it was natural it. for him to be protective of his best friend. Mm. But it got to the point where he was getting in the way of his best friend being happy. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if they really really nailed that sort of reconciliation no but yeah maybe they did the the standout for me though uh was l yes by yasmin finney and I, I can see huge things in her future she was absolutely phenomenal like if there was one person in the cast of kids it would be her mm-hmm. um so she's a tiktoker i think right that's what the internet tells us, yeah. And she's playing a trans character, and in real life she's also trans. And mm-hmm. I just, she just has such grace and, I don't know, empathy sort of radiating off her as Elle. She was really phenomenal. And she's going to be in Doctor Who, is that right? Yeah, she's going to be in the casts for 2023. So, you know, we we watched with Doctor Who in the past. We've been off it for a while, but there might be some things bringing us back given mm. the direction they're going in. Um, yeah, if, if one character, one actor elevated their material, it was definitely Elle. She yeah. just made everything seem so natural and just brought a real professional edge to it all. Mm-hmm. Just amazing. And again, going through a, quite a struggle, but you're right, just radiated such, such warmth. And she was there for Charlie. She wasn't in the way mm-hmm. like like Tao did. Like other people. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, there's also, what was the other guy's name? It was always written a book, Isaac. Isaac. He's just there, just there. Isaac's just there. Does Isaac know what's going on or does I, is Isaac just content with reading his books? I don't know. He, he doesn't get involved with the riffraff in, the, in their struggles, does he? <laughs> I love there. how they describe his character on Wikipedia as a quiet member of the friendship group. <laughs> Look, I think they forget he's around sometimes. Yeah. He's, he's the Sophie of the show. Yeah, he sure is. Oh, yeah, Isaac exists. What's up, Isaac? Yeah. Do you, Isaac are you contributing you, anything? Do you care? Do you personality? Need... <laughs> do you do anything? He goes to the library and he reads. He, he does. He didn't get invited to the, the milkshake van in the forest, did he? <sighs> that was so awful. They didn't even have, like, any shots. Like, the people preparing it and stuff 
it was so obviously staged and they couldn't even get like a real food truck to like Ugh, I don't know. I hated that so much. Not to mention they went back for seconds of milkshakes, which is not something you really do. Yeah, get a second milkshake, firstly. Also, they were on their way to the concert. How early have you left to get to the concert? And also... Where is this in relation to the concert at the school? And then they're like, oh, we've got a... The concert starts in 10 minutes and they're still in the forest, right? Takes longer Mm. than 10 minutes to get there. They're just meandering, no running, no haste about them, meandering to the school... Now, when the concert starts, you need to already be changed into your right clothes. Your instrument mm-hmm. needs to be tuned. You should be sitting ready to go. <sighs> yeah. And I'm not, I'm not really going to fault the show for this because I'm, I'm guessing there are all sorts of reasons why. But this fancy private school not having a real, like, stage or auditorium yeah. that is playing in the gym, weird, right? Very weird. Very strange. Um, there's some sports scenes in this um Sports. Which, <laughs> yeah, so there's the athletics we mentioned up top, but also there's, you know, the the, the journey that, that Charlie goes on is to join the football team because he's the guy he's in, into is also playing. They they seem to forget about it at a certain point, don't they? And it comes back at the end, I suppose, when yeah. Nick decides to leave the game to go be with Charlie. Um, I don't know. I, I feel like they could have done more with the sports stuff kind of it's like it set it up but then fell away a bit i agree um one character i've got to mention uh, was charlie's older sister so charlie doesn't seem to have a his, his dad seems to live in the car his his dad lives in the car around. we've never seen his dad not in the car right he never exists out of the car he's always in the car why are you so in the car waiting. sir he's like charlie do you need to go anywhere no i'm like i'm staying home tonight dad i'll, I'll just stay in the car just in case i'll okay? be on speed dial for you if ever you need to get anywhere. I'm just, I'm just ready at all times. Yeah, but his, his older sister is making up for the, the parent slack and it's just always there, waiting. Waiting. Around a corner. For the right moment to jump in, yeah. <laughs> um, strange character. At first I was like, what's going on here? But by the end of it, you know, she does show some support and I, was, I, was, I like their relationship. Mm-hmm. Odd though, right? Weird. Weird vibe. Weird. Um, there are a couple. There's a nice teacher as well at the school who I quite liked, and um, oh, see, he, he's there for Charlie. I just mm-hmm. felt that that was so like broad. It's like, of he, course, he was you've playing got a, a stock character. You've got a gay teacher who lets you hide from the bullies and gives you heartfelt advice. It's like, seen it before. Do people really have that relationship with teachers? I mean, mm, I did not. I didn't, but I guess I was the bully, so. Oh, my God. All the teachers, like, gave me high fives after I bullied a kid. And they're like, yeah, good work, Lonnie. <laughs> Not true. It didn't happen. Anyway, <laughs> yes, I just thought, I, I don't know. I didn't really buy that. It was very, I am yeah. the, the person who has gone through the struggle and come out the other side, and you're looking up to me as someone yeah. who can be, like, a father figure to you. He's got a father. He's just in the car. <laughs> He's in the car the whole time. Yeah, and then that's something that kind of, I'm not going to say wish fulfillment, I'm not going to say like idealised version, maybe I'll say idealised version. Like he goes through struggles, Charlie, but it, it all works out in the end, which is terrific. Um, that's what I'm thinking though, like it's aimed a little bit younger than maybe I was, I was thinking going in. And especially the scene 
um, where Elle's friends from the girl school, it's next to the boys' school, mm. they're in a, a romantic relationship and come out on Instagram. That whole storyline felt like, you know, this is how we're going to teach people how this might happen and teach, mm-hmm. you know, kids who are in like, you know, year seven or something about this sort of thing. And it got to the point where it felt like the characters were like reading from a manual or something rather than yeah. being true characters. Did you feel like that? It was very designed for, I think someone said, quotes that can go on Twitter or Instagram or whatever. That whole mm. machination of she comes out on Instagram and then she's confused why people know that she's gay. It was just so clunky and weird to me. And they just sort of manufactured this tension where... Yeah, there's the like dialogue. It was like, when you come out, people might not like you. Mm. It will be tough when you come out. You don't have to come out until you're ready. It it just and that's yeah. all good advice, and I'm not really that mad about it, to be honest. But it just it just felt a bit contrived, didn't it? I agree. I I think I'm just going to jump on your point earlier, where you said yep. you weren't going to say wish fulfillment. It sort of is in a way because at least it's very cliched because you ha- you have mm. moments like um, a guy that Charlie's hooking up with, you know, gets a bit rough, and of course Nick's just around the corner and sort of pulls him mm. off and says, "Keep mm-hmm. away from him." you know, and then are you okay and looks after him. Like it's very light and broad strokes and quite cliched in some choices. But in saying that, I'm glad that this exists as an example of of those things done quite well mm. um, and something that kids can look up to because you're right. So in our lives we generally read or watch ahead of the age group that we're in because we – want to be older and watch the more mature stuff. So I thought there was room in this show to do some interesting things around sex. Um, mm. And you told me sex education is sort of that version of this show in a way, um, which I haven't seen yet. And I'm not someone, I'm not being like, I want more sex and things, but like I kind of did here. I thought mm. there was enough awkwardness of like kissing and, I don't know, there was just room for, like, first time figuring out stuff. And I think having that stuff in there could have given a little bit more depth maybe um, mm. than just sort of surface level, can I kiss you while we're kissing? Isn't that sweet? Does that make sense? Yeah, no, I agree with you. And thinking back to the scene where they're at the bowling alley and Charlie and Nick decide to kiss by the, um, the pinball machine or whatever. mm it just felt like it didn't feel quite real because no one else is around. No. It's like, it's just like you two are on a stage for us mm-hmm. to, to say these words to each other. So I think that's where it is maybe. It's not particularly deep, but at the same time, it's so charming. You don't really mind, do you? That annoyed me, though, at the bowling alley because there's like four of them, yeah. right? It's Elle, mm-hmm. Tal, Nick and Charlie. Mm-hmm. When you're in a small group like that, you rarely split to two on two. Mm-hmm. Why Why did they do that? Like, Did, did Isaac get an invite to that? <laughs> no, Isaac didn't get an invite to that and he also didn't get an invite to the milkshake party. Do they even like Isaac? <laughs> I want Isaac's story. That's what I want to follow. Yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean though. It, was, it wasn't like, okay, you guys go over there. We'll be there in a second. It was just like, okay, the, the minor characters leave for a second so yes. we can get to the main guys. Yeah. And there was some. Not to mention they had the weird thing before. Sorry to interrupt. Where they had a fight in the bathroom and Nick could overhear it. That's what I was going to mention. Yeah. Sorry. They had Tal and Charlie have an argument in the bathroom, 
And Nick, when he goes to get drinks, he overhears the bathroom. How close is the bathroom? Mm. How close is it? They're not talking that loudly. They're not screaming at each other. Yeah. Like, there's just a few things like that that didn't really logically Mm. make sense, you know? I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Yeah, one thing I say you mentioned about the the sex is not apparent. Season two, season three have been approved, so Maybe we'll oh, yeah, potentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that, that's something to, to think about. Um, but I think one other thing I'd say is that this was eight episodes, right, of like 25 minutes each, so it's pretty quick to watch and mm-hmm. there's no, no problems with that. I felt like maybe sometimes they repeated a few storylines, even though it was quite short. Mm-hmm. Like the there's the boy that Charlie is um, hooking up with before the series starts. That's the worst guy. Yeah, no, like it's a secret relationship and he is quite, he treats Charlie quite poorly. He doesn't want, just wants to kiss him and use him rather than mm. being in a relationship, which is what Charlie really wants. He just kept turning up and I kind of felt like we put him to bed and he just turned up again and again and again. I agree. So, yeah, and I think the nature of this sort of show as well is that, you know, the boys become friends, they fall in love, they get a bit scared about their feelings, they, they break apart and then they'll come together right at the end. Totally fine. That's how you'd map it out, and it worked well and played on my emotions and whatnot. Mm. That said, could we have turned things around a bit? Could we have got them together earlier and then been in their relationship a bit longer? Mm-hmm. You know, because if this had just been one season, it'd be like, oh, okay, so they got together when I knew they were going to get together, but you wait until the last minute for them to get together. Yeah, I know what you mean. You know what I mean. Like, I can't go another second without addressing the best character on the show, who we haven't even mentioned. Nellie? Her name is Nellie, and she <laughs> is uh, Nick's dog, the best dog. Beautiful the sweet, dog. beautiful dog. And when Nick gives Charlie a birthday present, it's mm-hmm. a framed photo of them, sure, but guess who's in the forefront of the photo? Nellie. I think they're incidental, really, aren't they, to the picture? I think he just gave his boyfriend, not boyfriend, because we're not labelling things, a picture of Nellie. Great dog. What do you think about the fact that he brought Nellie to break up with the other girl? Just as like a a buffer. Well, after her (laughs) dog had died as well. It's a weird thing to do, Nick. (laughs) It's a weird thing to do. They handled that well, that storyline. Again, it's one we've probably seen enough times to know what's going to happen. Hmm. Uh, but they they showed it in a mature way, and again, maybe it's a little bit of the this is the ideal way for this storyline to play out. 
yes. in real life. But yeah. still, still pretty good. I think the dog looked great. She was amazing. Just jumping back to Livia mm. Coleman, that scene with her and Nick where he comes out to her is so sweet and so moving and emotional. Mm. And that is very much, I think, wish fulfillment for people in that community now where she's acting as the parental figure that maybe you didn't have or having the reaction that you wished that your parents would have when you told them, you know, because she's like, I love you, thank you for telling me, I'll support Mm. you, you know, Mm -hmm. I'm here for you. And that way maybe this is needed, like all those things of Mm. like this is what happens when you come out and this is how people will react and then this is how they should react and this is how your parents Mm -hmm. should react, all that stuff. It sort of could go towards mending the wounds a little of past experiences people have had and seeing how it should have gone. Exactly. And that could also be a guide to parents in the future, perhaps. Yes. Yeah. It's not the end of the world, is it, if that's what happens? No, of course not. I think it's terrific. And everything else we see in film and TV is some sort of um, wish fulfillment, isn't it? So that's yeah. why we watch movies, is to put ourselves in the character's shoes. So For totally. Sure. Totally fine. I can't, I can't believe, sorry, I glossed over Harry before. Harry. Who was the annoying boy on the rugby team who's bullying them all. Oh, Harry. And at first I was like, I hate this guy. And then I was like, oh, but he's doing a really good job of making me hate him. He, he just sounded like they'd copied and pasted some of the dickhead guys I went to school with and put him <laughs> in the show. I think it was, I think, you know, props to them for that. Yeah. He's just the most cliched version of that character, but he did it really well. Um, yeah. Oh, just like, it's so funny because we went to high school in the early 2000s, right? And back then, gay sort of was used derog- derogatorily in a derogatory way mm-hmm. to mean bad or silly or um, not very good, I guess. And the way that he said it where he's like, oh, you're gay together or whatever, was like Mm. boys I went to school with as well, Mm. you know. Oh, I'm not an F word. I'm not going to follow him into the change rooms. Like that sort of bro-y, overly masculine bullshit. (laughs) And like the pretending to be cool with it, but then like wrapping his arm around him and then asking him really, you know, weird questions about what it's like to be gay. Mm. Like clearly... Like, on the surface, not doing anything wrong, but clearly it's all a dig, isn't it? Yeah. That was really well done. But luckily, in the end, that, that sort of gets resolved pretty well. And that will be interesting for the second season to see how that plays out, given that, that Nick is out and they're, they're going to be together. Um, yeah. For good, you think. I, so. In terms of repeating storylines, they did with him a little bit because he had that big fight at the ma- the mansion. We haven't spoken about the mansion. A, a high school yes. child hires a mansion for their birthday party, like a mansion yeah. mansion with two ballrooms. What? It actually, it looked like it was. It's very similar to in Sex Education. It's like episode two or three. There's a, a party. It's at someone's house. Very similar looking house, mansion style. Is this a thing in the UK? <laughs> Is this like a? No. So you just hire a mansion? But anyway, my point was that he, Nick, and um. Harry, have a fight then then about being nice to Charlie, but then also have a fight at the bowling alley, which is about the exact same thing. And I don't know if we needed both fights, to be honest. And I I get establishing, like, recurring elements that, you know, that boil over eventually, but I feel like after a while, every episode they were having a go at 
um, Charlie and Tao as they walk into the yeah. schoolyard. It's like, yeah, we get it. They're dicks here. What, what's, can you give me something? Can you build on this? Yeah. I don't know, pretty minor complaints, really, because the show is so good to watch overall. But, mm. you know, may as well. Do you think we need other seasons of this or do you think it would have made a nice sort of limited series, just a standalone yeah. one season? Look, to be honest, if I was watching this in seasons two and three were already out, mm-hmm. I think I wouldn't rush to seasons two and three. Mm. I'd have a, have a gap anyway, you know, in my viewing. Yeah. So I guess I'll have to, I guess I'll probably watch more, but it's not, it didn't leave us on a cliffhanger, I suppose, is one element of that. Mm-hmm. But I felt very satisfied with how it ended as well. Um, I don't know what more I need to see of this story. I feel but like it- there may be. We're saying it's it's only surface level some of this stuff. It'll go deeper, which is one attractive element. Yeah, I, f- I feel like there weren't any threads left un- unraveled. Mm-hmm. Like there were no questions I sort of had at the end. Obviously, there's a question of, you know, will Nick come to accept himself? But the answer to that is sure. obviously going to be yes. Like there was nothing cliffhangery, nothing that I was wanted more of. Well, the only concern then is that in season two, they make them break up for a bit, which will be... Hard yeah. to watch. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mentioned to you a few times, I mentioned here that I've really enjoyed the show Sex Education. Mm-hmm. And which goes through some similar things. It's set in high school in the UK and there are queer characters. And as the title suggests, though, it's it's much more about sex. And in, in some ways, I think the show, it got some attention first off because it, it has a bit of nudity and um, goes into those sort of risque elements. And I don't think that's what the show is really about. And as seasons two and three went on for, for sex education, they steered away from that and just made some really compelling characters and we went through their journeys. Mm. Um, so I think in some ways they might have um, mislabeled themselves and misadvertised it a little bit to be thinking they're a, a raunchy um, show all about about nudity and stuff when actually it's not quite that. But it is kind of like... If sex education is like the graduation after Heartstopper, mm-hmm. I'm not saying one's better than the other necessarily. They're going for different things. Um, but I would recommend it if you've liked Heartstopper and you're interested in this, maybe going a bit deeper with some older characters and looking at a wider view on, on these sort of topics. Uh, sex education is the way to go. Good recommendation. Thank you. You should watch it, Sine. I don't know why you don't. I have so many things to watch, guys. I'm getting there. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Uh, just quickly, I also mentioned the music. This was quite terrific at this show. Mm. Um, I'd heard a lot of songs beforehand, which is interesting because I don't think I've got my finger on the cultural pulse that much in terms of music, but I guess like, my Spotify sometimes takes me down to some of these songs. Mm-hmm. Um, your girl, Ola, was there. She's my girl, that. Ola, was there, which was so sweet. Perfect sort of mm-hmm. scene for that to be in. Yeah, yeah. good stuff overall. Mm-hmm. Okay, Sine, you hit me with your rating of Heartstopper. How many hearts have stopped watching, watching this show? <laughs> I'm going to give it three hearts have stopped. Okay. What are you going to give it? I want your reasoning for those three oh, hearts. Um, it was nice and sweet and really light, and I really like some elements, but didn't really go deep enough for me, or um, I just wanted a bit more, I think. Sure. I think it, it hit every beat and every element that it was going for. And so in that sense, it's a you know, terrific show. Mm. Three and a half stars for me overall, though, mainly because of what we talked about, the the elements that could have gone a bit deeper mm. and some of those those characters that 
perhaps didn't quite sing, but yeah, I'm glad it exists. Oh, and logic police errors. Like that's where one yeah. of my stars is coming from. Just a few of, of those course. things that didn't really make sense about yeah. why would they do this now? Yeah. But at the same time, it's eight episodes, 25 minutes each. You can knock it over in a couple of nights or yeah. one afternoon mm-hmm. and you'll have a great time watching it. So sure why will. not? I feel sorry for Isaac though. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Listen, maybe, he's in the group. He's not really in the group, is he? You know? Maybe seasons two and three will be Isaac's story, you know? You we'll never know. Isaac. Yeah. Good on him. <laughs> <laughs> okay, thank you very much for listening. Um, I had rumors today that we were on Twitter. Is that true? We are on Twitter. It's true. We're at I Only Like You Pod. Come let us know your thoughts. Absolutely. And we've got a huge back catalogue of episodes to to listen to so if you like this one go back and find whatever you can in the archives i've also got another podcast it's called i only like you in movies we no it's pop not culture-y sort it's of... called i miss you man oh yeah sorry it is. <laughs> <laughs> i miss you man is the other one um i do that with my friend dylan so May pops up occasionally on that podcast um pop culture focused could be anything though so get amongst that please for sure all right until next time I only like your movies. That's how we end the show now. Is it? Goodbye. And and then we also say Emily in Paris. Oh, it's been a long time. There it is. See you next week. Goodbye. Bye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.